You're listening to the Volleyball by Design podcast. Today, we're going to talk about strategies on what you can do to run effective camps, clinics, as well as tryouts. So this is an episode, if you're planning a clinic, planning a camp, or you're going to be a coach that's going to be a part of one of these things, or if you want to run a camp or clinic in the future as a coach, this is an episode that's going to walk you through specific strategies that will lead to results, that will lead to players having a great time, getting better, and wanting to come back for more. And some of these strategies you can actually use in your practices as well. So even if you're a coach that's just you know looking for stuff to do at practice, this will definitely benefit you as well. So it's an episode you don't want to miss. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Coach Brian Singh, and after a number of years coaching competitive volleyball and as the head coach of the biggest college in Canada, I've become obsessed with helping coaches improve their knowledge and skills of the game by teaching them how to coach efficiently and effectively to ultimately reach their volleyball goals. I created the Volleyball by Design podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies so you can get clarity and apply what you learn right away. This is the Volleyball by Design podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 110, 110 of the Volleyball by Design podcast. How are you guys doing today? Another week of volleyball, another another day, another episode. I'm so excited and thankful for you guys to tune in today on another episode of the Volleyball by Design podcast. For my new listeners, welcome to the podcast. My name is Coach Brian Singh, and I'm the host of the podcast. And if you are a regular listener, as always, you know how much I appreciate you tuning into another episode, the 110th episode of the podcast. We are going strong for just over two years now with the podcast, and I'm excited about what what else we got in store for the future? You know, it's gonna be great. I'm now back in my gym um, with our team, as well as you know, pro athletes and university athletes and uh, other youth players that want to get extra touches in our gym. So you know, we're we're at the stage right now where we got eight weeks before the next tryouts. I believe we'll open tryouts slash back in the gym with the team itself. And uh, love love off season stuff. You know, you get a chance to really provide help to you know competitive players around the area and you know it's cool we got some professional players in our gym and it's a lot of fun a lot of fun so I'm excited about that and it's crazy because I actually I run these open sessions just as tough as I would run a particular practice or or something like that but I, I run it in the same organized manner like I still I still practice plan for these open sessions I still have my whiteboard that I use and if you're a DVA member um, I always post them in our in our group chat so you can take a look at those because I, I, I always try to you know show you what we're doing in our gym and even you know a couple weeks ago right when I we just started up back up again and I, I only had six players in the gym and we still had a fantastic session with such a small number um, and you know understanding how to be specific with that and anyways long story short I'm having a good time getting back in the gym with uh, you know this summer this off season so Let's talk about today. Oh, speaking of, uh, actually, one more thing I want to say. If you're listening to this episode before August 6th and 7th of 2022 and you haven't got your ticket to DVA Live, which is my two-day coaches clinic where I'm going to walk you through how to build and create a successful volleyball program in addition to the guests that we're going to have, uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed, seen, but we have a confirmed, we've confirmed our guests. We have Coach John Sprott, men's national team coach and UCLA coach. We have Paige Tons, who's a 
mental skills coach. We have Taylor Avril, who's a, a, a professional middle blocker, also national team blocker. We have Eric Shoji, uh, one of the best liberos in the world, also national team libero. And we have Micah Maha, a national team setter, uh, setter sets in Poland as well. So we have a lot of great athletes and coach who are going to talk about great things to include in successful programming and programming and they've seen they've been all they've all been part of championship programs so they getting in into their mind and seeing what you know how to really build a championship program from their perspective is going to be pretty interesting so really looking forward to that all right so let's get into today's episode. We're gonna on on last week's episode. So this is gonna this is a, a part two, if you want to call it that. Last week we talked about the different types of volleyball sessions that you can run in your gym, and you know we talked about things like how, you know how do you run a camp, how do you run a clinic, like what what what's the difference between a camp, a clinic, an ID session, a tryout, an open house, open run. So we t- we really we talked uh, more of definitions in, in the last week's episode today. We're going to talk about strategies that you can implement to run successful camps and clinics. You know, what, what, makes, what makes a camp or clinic successful? What, why do athletes want to go back to certain camps or clinics? How can we make them an amazing experience for these athletes and, and parents, you know, wanting to send their kids back and things like that? And I think my first point is... You know, when it comes to running camps, clinics, and these large group sessions with athletes, the number one thing, and I think about this too when I run my practices, is how are we going to create the ultimate experience for the athlete? That That's what you got to think about. How are we going to create the ultimate experience for the athlete? And the second part of that is focusing on the result. That is what we want. We want to get crystal clear on the result. So if you're running a camp, if you're running a clinic, I want you to ask yourself as a coach, what am I going to try to get accomplished out of this? I don't want you to run a camp or a clinic if it's just, eh, we're just trying to get as many kids in the gym as possible and we're going to do some volleyball tr- uh, drills. They're going to have some fun and that's going to be that because yeah, I get that, but there's no real result that's happening. They're getting in the gym, they're getting more touches. They may or may not get better, but we don't. There's no specificity. There's no specific goal, action that they need to be taking. We want it to be very specific, result oriented, as well as creating an amazing experience for the athlete. So let's walk through a a, a typical clinic or camp that I've ran in the past. And I've been running camps for about 12, 13 years now. So I got a little experience in this area. And, and they've, they've evolved over time. Mind you, I haven't ran one in a while because of COVID. But uh, let's just walk through some strategies that you can use, okay? So that's number one is identifying the result, the outcome, and, and the experience that these athletes are going to get. The second thing is I want you to really break that down into what we call learning goals and success criteria. You may have heard me talk about this on previous episodes when we talk about practice, but a learning goal and a success criteria is important that you have that for every single session. So for example, if you're running a 
clinic that is two hours long, then you're going to have typically two or three learning goals and two or three success criteria. If you're running a one-day clinic or a one-day session, you may where, where you have like sorry, like, you, have, you have like a one-day clinic, you may have a two-hour session in the morning, followed by a break, followed by another two-hour session, and another two-hour session, and things like that. You're going to have different learning goals and success criteria per session that you run throughout the day. So how about we define these things? So a learning goal is the overall goal that the athlete is going to get when they complete or when they finish your your session. So what is the goal of that session? What are they going to come away with? And the success criteria is how we measure that we've actually accomplished that goal. So for example, Let's say that a learning goal is to improve the quality of your pass, okay? Pretty simple learning goal. This session, one of the goals is going to be to improve the quality of your pass. Well, how is the athlete able to identify whether they've been successful in in achieving that goal? Well, that's where we could talk about success criteria. And a a success criteria, like for example, what we do in our gym is would be uh, pass above a two, so if we're grading the athletes, we want the athlete's overall passing average, if we're measuring it on a three-point scale, to pass above a two. You know, simple things like that. We could even break it down uh, further. We, we could, we, if you don't want to have a measuring tool like that, you can say execute uh, five fundamentals appropriately or correctly. Execute five fundamentals correctly. So... And you would have the five fundamentals correctly there. So, for example, you know, it could be elevated shoulders, you know, wrist down, separated platform, angle, you know, like little, th- whatever the fundamental that you want them to accomplish, that is your success criteria. So, the learning goal is improve the quality of the pass. The success criteria is how we measure that the athlete learned that, you know, pass above a two. That's a way that we can measure it. Now, mind you, Sometimes our success criteria may be unattainable. Like if you're coming in at a, as a beginner passer and you have an expectation of success criteria pass above a two, it's probably not going to happen. So you can do one of two things. You can lower your, your success criteria so that they can actually achieve it, or you can make it a little more difficult so they don't achieve it on the first day. But you know, as the, the camps and the clinic, as the day progresses or the days progress, we get closer and closer to that success criteria. So just having those learning goals and success criteria per session already puts you a step ahead of the game because I have yet to see majority of camps and clinics have these things. And that's how parents, players can identify if they're getting better or not. And your camp or clinic is going to be putting them in a position to get better. So it's inevitable. They're going to get better. So whatever the learning goals and success criteria that you're going to have, just make sure it's specific. The more specific you can be, the better the result. It's that simple. The more specific you can be, the better the result. So if you go into a camp or a clinic and we're going to do a session, which I'm sure every everybody is going to touch on passing without a doubt, and you want to make it very specific, okay? So here's the learning goal. Maybe the learning goal is how to create a platform. That's an absolute learning goal, how to create a platform. And the success criteria can be, can you execute, you know, whatever the fun three, you know, three fundamentals, and that's going to be, you know, thumbs in, wrist down, 
elevated shoulders like that's creating the platform you know like things like that i know it's it sounds very similar to you know improve the quality of the past which i mentioned earlier but you know there is no right or wrong answer as long as they have a measuring stick that they can use to reflect their goal okay so the more specific you can be the better now that's strategy number two strategy number three i want to also how how are we so now that we have our learning goals and success criteria, and now that you coaches have understood that when we do our camps and clinics, we want to be specific on the goals and specific on what the athlete is going to, the result of the athlete, right? We're getting very specific on the result. You've heard me say this a million times, and I'm sorry, but I'm going to say it again. You cannot grow what you can't measure, okay? You can't grow what you can't measure. So when we are doing these clinics, Providing athletes with measurable feedback is such a vital point. Now, I don't expect you to provide me- provide measurable feedback over across a ton of different skills and fundamentals because if you got you know three coaches and fifty players, that might be difficult. But you can absolutely provide one metric at the very least to each athlete to see and monitor their progression. So if we're doing a simple passing drill now, for example, I know I'm I know I'm talking passing, but you could do this with any skill. Just passing is the more commonly, you know, practiced skill at these camps and clinics. If we're, you know, measuring passing, just make sure a coach, whether they're using their phone or their iPad, make sure you have all the kids' names written. And you can use it. There's many apps, by the way. Volleyball Stat is a simple app where you can upload names. It's kind of like a volleyball stat is um, an app that's used to keep stats during games, but you can absolutely use it to keep stats during practice, during clinics, and just do the stat that you really want. So we're interested in serve receive, so we will stat. We'll put our players on the on the the iPad or on your phone, and then you would give them and you would stat them. And the app is going to give you the average at the end. So whenever you're finished, it will you know if, the, if an athlete passed ten balls in total, it will average it and give you an average. And you hopefully we want to get as close to a two as possible if we're on a three point scale. And it's very simple. Once the athlete passes the ball, you give them a grade. And the next athlete comes in, you give them a grade. It's very, very simple. You do it as the drill goes along. And that way, you got some measurable feedback you can give. And that's fantastic. That's what we want. So measurable feedback. If you can do more measurable feedback, the better. If you're by yourself, well, if you're by yourself, you wouldn't be by yourself with 50 athletes. You're definitely going to want help. But even if you don't have coaches, you want maybe you want coaches to be, you know, giving feedback to the athletes. If you have anybody in the gym that is able to press a button, you could stand there and you could say that was a three and they could punch it in. That was a two. They could punch it in while you're giving, you know, feedback to the athletes. There's a lot of different ways you can do this. You can have anyone that knows the game of volleyball in the audience. They can come and help out a little bit. There's, you know, there's, there's no, don't make excuses for not being able to do this definitely do this. And when you have this, you save this. And now guess what? You have a metric that you can monitor and you could record. Now, if this is a two hour clinic, you gave them, um, you gave them their result. So you went through, you could even give them a rating at the beginning. Then, you know, like for example, let's say we're doing passing as, as a warm up, you can see, a, do a passing drill, the butterfly or whatever the case is. You can see 
and monitor and uh, not monitor, but rather grade them there. And then as the clinic goes on, after you've taught them some skills and fundamentals, and then when they're doing the passing drill, maybe an hour into it or whatever drill they're doing an hour into it, then give them another uh, grade and see if there's any improvement. And by the way, if there's not, that's okay too. Not everyone's going to fix their passing and improve in, in such a short amount of time. I mean, it's definitely possible, but it's not always going to happen. But that's okay because you're giving them the result. If they, if you see that it's consistent or if they've dropped off, then they know they need to do something to improve. And guess what? They'll come back to you to help them improve. Sometimes poor results doesn't necessarily mean uh they're not going to come back to you because given the parameters of what you're like, what you have, you have a two hour session with this athlete. You're not, you're not supposed to make them into the most, into the best passers in the world or, you know, yes, you're going to help them improve. And yes, majority of your athletes will probably improve, but not everyone will. It's not a hundred percent guarantee. And it's good to show them that, you know, a lot of athletes will improve and some athletes won't. And that's okay. Those athletes need more time. But that's why metrics are so important to include in your camps and clinics, okay? Sorry, I'm talking a really long time about this, but it's super important, okay? Let's talk about strategy number four, video. Video, video, video. Make sure you have video in this camp, in this clinic. Have video on the athletes, have video of the entire camp because this is what it's gonna do. It's gonna serve three purposes. The first purpose is that if you can do video, any type of video feedback during a camp or clinic is great. Now, that's not to say that every single athlete is going to be able to get video feedback, but if you could even give a handful of athletes video feedback, you've done more than many clinics do around the world. Honestly, because sometimes you'll see something and as long as it's being recorded, you can go back and say, hey, I want to show you something. Let's go back to this past and see what you did here. And as many kids as you can do that too. Yes, it's not everyone, but it's still valuable feedback. Now, you can take it a step further and have, and again, you know, it needs some practice here, but you can get a video with time delay, and then you could have a time delay on it, film, as soon as the athlete executes the movement or the pass or whatever fundamental, they can come back and watch it on the monitor, and then they can continue back in the drill, and you can give like a quick little feedback there. So there's options to do that, but you, as long as you have some form of video, it's important. So the video is important for feedback. Two, video is important as well for highlights. You know, a recap, a summary of something. It's so, it's so nice to be able to give video back at the end of your camp or clinic by a nice hot email and nice highlight video out to the parents saying, hey, these are some quick, these, this is a little highlight of what we've done in the camp. So they can get a chance to see what goes on if they, can, if they didn't, weren't able to make it or, or what happens at your camp, what happens at your clinic. And it's also great because now you have a piece of advertisement you could use for upcoming clinics. You have some video. You know, things like that. Really, really good. It's really, it's really like nice to have. Now, number three. Now, this is something that uh, I, I, I've done this. I don't know if other coaches have done this, but this is something I do, and it's something I think is really valuable. So, to well, okay, let let me describe it. I love to mic myself up. Now, if you follow me on social media, on my Instagram account, Brian Singh underscore Coach B, you've probably seen a ton of videos of me mic'd up at a practice, at a camp, at a clinic, and I'm teaching something. So you don't, I'm not saying you have to do this, but what you can do is if, you, if you're if you able to mic yourself up, 
And you could buy really cheap, like Amazon has uh, wireless mics for iPhones, for Android phones, really cheap. And even if you can't mic yourself up, what I would really recommend is getting film of you teaching the skills. So in a camper clinic, you're obviously going to be teaching a lot of different things. For those moments where you're teaching, if you can get a helper, you can hire someone, add this into your cost of getting them to cut out the moments where you were teaching the skills and have that as a separate uh, set of videos, if you will. And you could either upload it to YouTube in a private link. You can upload it to a, a Dropbox or a Google Drive or something and then share that with the athletes that attended your camp. Now, talk about the value add there. Think about this. Your campers, your clinic athletes just came in, they got all this great training and they're gonna go away and they're gonna remember and retain 20 to 30% of it. Maybe, maybe. Now imagine if they were able to get a gift. Here is a link all the instructional videos that were given at the camp, at the clinic, for your viewing only. And they had access to that. Do you know how valuable that is to the athletes? And can you imagine the parents, how much they would appreciate that? The fact that they're gonna get something that they can follow up with for the rest of the summer or the rest of the whatever time period they have? Like that's, I think, a, fant a fantastic value add. Now. If you can mic yourself up, even better. It's really simple. You get, you get a mic for 150 bucks on Amazon. Someone records it on an iPhone. Really simple. Or if you don't have a mic, just make sure the camera is close enough to you where you can actually hear you talking. And then chop that up. You don't need to be a, a video editor to do this. Just have, have someone volunteer. You do it yourself. Anytime you taught something, you know, put those together. That's your little video tutorial lessons just for the people that attended your camp. You know what else you also could do? You could also sell that too. Um, that's getting more down the road into things, but you could you know, package that and repurpose it and sell it as here's my, the, the, the lessons and tots of the, of the camp where we talked about X, Y, and Z, right? So I'm, I'm kind of going ahead of time here, but that is something you could absolutely do. So those are all, I gave you a lot of strategies on how to use video, but those are some things you can do to add that, you know, that just that bonus to your campers and your athletes that came out to your clinic that is not talked about, not done. I've never, I've, I, I do, I don't know how many other people do it, but I, I've never seen it done before, okay? Uh, another strategy, I think we're on our fourth or fifth here. Email, send a follow-up email. I'm pretty sure you guys do this, but I just want to make sure I mention it. Follow-up email, thanking them for coming out to the campers, maybe or to the camp or clinic. Maybe go over some of the things that they may have learned, and this would be a great time to add in. Hey, and as a bonus, here are all the instructional videos that we talked about, so your son or daughter can go back and just make sure they don't forget anything and take some notes or whatever the case is. All right. So having that email is really important. The next strategy is a report card. Now, if you have a two-hour clinic, you're not really doing a, much of a report card. But when I say report card, I just mean some kind of, some some something to reflect the athlete's performance, if you will. Now, earlier we talked about metrics, where you know their passing metric. That is essentially their report card. You know, if you were to give the athlete 
um, something tangible, like here is your, here's what your passing average was. That's, that's something that's, that's a reflection. That's feedback. That's something that that's, uh, you know, a grade of their work. Um, you could, to make things easier now, I don't know how you guys feel about this is entirely up to you, but I would, you could download a summary of all like the passing stats for the thing and shoot that out to parents. But I don't know how comfortable because all the athletes names will be there. So it's entirely up to you. But I mean, I think if you include that in your waiver that they sign, like, you know, just understanding that, you know, they will, uh, they'll get a public, all the stats at the the camp will be shared publicly to all the campers, you know, you're fine. Because it, it, unless you wholeheartedly want to just send an email to each individual um, athlete or parent with their own, you know, results, that's entirely up to you. But to make life easier, you could just do a simple, you know, report card or summary of everyone and then they can go and find themselves. Okay. That's kind of a simple way of doing it. Uh, the other thing I would say too is, um, and I mentioned this with video, like the highlights, highlights are really good. If you, and I would build this into my cost, you can outsource this for really cheap online by sending uh, all the video, the raw footage to a video at uh, a video editor, and they can put together a quick one to two minute highlight video of the entire camp. It, it will serve one as advertisement going forward for other camps you have coming up. And it's a nice little sweet touch to send to the athletes and the, and the people that attended, you know, just a little nice highlight video of what happened. It's really great. I really recommend doing that. Okay. Another strategy awards. It's nice to have awards. Don't you think? I will put some awards in your clinic, your your camp, you know, whether it's a trophy, whether it's um, medals, have rewards, have something for them, okay? Now, I'm not saying everyone needs to get one. I'm not, I'm not saying that, okay? I'm saying have a competitions in there where athletes have the, the potential, you know, chance of winning something. And I would definitely do that. There's, there's definitely value in that, okay? So awards is a great strategy that you could put together to make make your clinic even more fun and special, all right? Now, the last thing I want to talk about here, I t- I'm sorry, I've been talking for a while about different things, but the last thing I want to talk about is, is just a little structure. Now, I mentioned this at the beginning. How do you create the ultimate experience for your athletes? That is something that you want to make sure is a pillar, a pillar in your programming when it comes to camps and clinics and so forth. So always have a plan in place for organization and including games, you know, drills, teaching, fundamentals. Because in a typical camp or clinic, what you're going to have is you're going to have games. You're going to have some time where you're going to play games. You're going to have instructional sessions. You're going to have a lot of teaching. Then you're going to have drills that you're going to want them to execute. And then you're going to have some fun. So make sure you plan this where you're thinking about the experience. So I always like to start off a camp, a clinic, etc., with fun games. They don't even have to be volleyball related. You know, I'm sure you've heard me talk about this on the pod where we talk about freeze tag, you know? Like I have I have my grown like athletes, adults here playing freeze tag. And it's a lot of fun, but they get they have they have a kick out of it. You could have fun volleyball games like volleyball tennis. You could have relay style things, like anything to have fun. After the you do your fun warm-up games and stuff like that, then you start getting into teaching. Now, when you're teaching, remember you're teaching to your learning goals. Be my advice to you and Again, I, I'm a, I've been a coach and teacher for as long as I can remember. But when you are teaching, make sure you're clear. Make sure it's specific. Be as specific as you can get. Be as concise as you get. And don't talk for a long time. I can't remember what the, what the stat was, but I think the average adult has an attention span of like 11 minutes. I think that's what it was. 
And if you notice, with athletes and students, it's worse. And you could thank TikTok and Instagram for that. You know, everything is learned in one minute. And I'm sure you've seen TikTok videos where it's like, if, if they're learning, if they're learning educational content, it's bang, 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 point, 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 all in one minute and done. So with social media and things these days, athletes don't have, they don't want to stand and listen to you talk for 20 minutes. And I've been to camps and clinics where I've seen that. It is not a pretty sight. You want to be in and out in five to 10 minutes per, per lesson, per teaching. So like, for example, if I'm teaching athletes how to pass, I'll say, okay, you know, let's all do this together. And then boom, whatever motions, you know, thumbs in, wrist down, elbows in, elevated shoulders, and everyone's doing it together. And I'm, I'm teaching them and I'm teaching them in a step-by-step manner, by the way, make sure it's systematic, make sure it's step-by-step, concise and specific, and make sure it's under 10 minutes. Yeah, it's crazy. I know under 10 minutes. And then they go and play and practice. And then after they go and play and practice, if you want to take that to another level, maybe we talk about angles now, then we add in that part of the lesson, but not all at once. Okay. So break it down that way. So it's more engaging and they can retain more information and then go do your drills. So games, lessons, drills, then more fun. And then we can scrimmage and play other games and things like that afterwards. Okay. But that's kind of the formula, you know, warm up, Fun game, teaching, drill, back to teaching, drill, fun game, scrimmage, you know, six on six, however you want to divide it up, that's how you do it. And that's, how, that, that's really the formula for a day. Now, that's, I, I like to leave this open-ended because you as a coach, feel free to modify, change, you know, you got to do what works for you. So if this is not something that works for you in terms of what I described and in terms of structure, you structure it the way you want to structure it. Just like I said. How are you creating the best experience for your athletes? That's the number one thing you care about. And focus on the result. Focus on the result. Make it fun. But the only thing I wouldn't change is how I describe teaching it. You know, being specific, concise, under 10 minutes, step by step in a systematic way. That's, that is a formula for success when it comes to teaching. I promise you. All right. So let's just re, I haven't talked about tryouts. Um, you know what? I'll add, Everything goes, well, not everything, because tryouts is a bit different. Uh, I'm going to refer you guys to a, another episode where I, I, I dove a lot deeper into tryouts, because I think that will probably be more beneficial instead of me talking, because camps and clinics are pretty much, yeah, how to run an effective camp or clinic, I, I pretty much went through all the intricacies in that, I think, yeah, I think we're good there. So the episode to go back and see i'm actually just looking it up as we talk right now it's episode four so episode four of the podcast i it's called everything volleyball tryouts definitely uh go take a look at that because that one we we i dove into tryouts a lot in a lot more detail and i talked about things that um are important specifically for tryouts so go back and listen to episode four it was that was two years ago, but it's all it's all the same stuff. So we'll I'll leave it at just camps and clinics uh, for this because I think there was a lot of information uh, with regards to that. But let's just recap really quickly. So strategies: focus on the result, the transformation. Focus on what the athlete is going to accomplish out of your camp or clinic. And number one is thinking about the experience. How are we going to create the ultimate experience for this athlete? Have a whiteboard. Yes, I know it's crazy, but use a whiteboard and map out 
on the whiteboard what that session is going to look like so your athletes can see it. And as much as I know this is, you may think I'm crazy for this, but if you're running a camper clinic, I'm, I'm assuming you have all the athletes' names already. When you're doing drills and when you're doing scrimmages and games, make sure you put the athletes' names on the whiteboard already when it's time to do that. So you're not there figuring out who goes where and what and like, you know, who's going on what side and playing with who. It's all on the whiteboard. You can say, hey, all right, guys, it's time to it's time to play this game. Go on the whiteboard, see your teams. Boom. They're back on. So much more efficient by having a whiteboard. All right. We talked about learning goals and success criteria. Remember, learning goals is the overall goal, the outcome that they're expected to achieve during your camper clinic. And the success criteria is how they measure that they were actually able to achieve that learning goal. So we mentioned earlier, like if, if you know one of your learning goals goals were improve the quality of your pass, well, one of the success criteria could be, you know, passing as at, a, at an overall average of two or better, you know, things like that. Okay. Make sure your goals are specific. You know, the more specific you can be, the better the result is going to be for them. Okay. Have a plan. Make sure you have a plan, games, drills, teaching, fundamentals, all that stuff. Make sure when you're teaching, it's specific, it's concise, it's step by step in a systematic way, and it's under 10 minutes in theory. I, well, ideally, you want it to be there. Um, metrics. Make sure you are me- giving them measurable feedback. You know, telling an athlete, hey, you passed really well today versus telling an athlete, hey, you passed at a 1.8 today. What is more, What now that athlete knows exactly the, the level of their performance. They know exactly where they fall when it comes to performance. It's like, you know, I, I use this comparison all the time. If you're trying to lose weight, how do you know if you're trying to lose weight? Well, many people use a scale. If you use a scale, then you can actually measure your performance. Now, if the scale was going down, you will be achieving your goal. If the scale is going up, then unfortunately, you're not achieving your goal, and, but, but it's okay because we can now change what we're doing so that we can get on the right direction. But you'd never know that unless you were measuring, right? Same thing with, again, losing weight, measuring your waist. That's a form of measurement. Even taking pictures is still measuring based on your picture date, you know, the week before, the week after, et cetera. Okay. Video. Video is important and you can use video for a lot of different reasons during camps. One is to obviously help the athlete with feedback via video. Uh, two is to make sure that you get video so you can advertise and create a highlight video at the end to send to parents. Three, um, video is great because it also can be used to send in an email or remember we talked about micing yourself up or having video of yourself giving instruction. This is a, this is a nice value add to give to your athletes at the end of a session and it kind of ties in with the follow-up email. Always have a follow-up email. In that follow-up email, you talk about that you you know you thank them for coming out. You can mention upcoming things that the you know the athletes might be interested in, and you know whatever else you feel necessary. Uh, a report card kind of ties in with the metrics we talked about. That awards awards is fantastic as well. If you can give awards, uh, you know not everyone gets an award by the way. Okay, everyone can get a T-shirt, uh, but awards so they can create some little competition and and you know awards are always fun. Okay, all right, that's it. Hope you guys got some value out of today's episode. Hope your next camp or clinic is more successful. Well, you know what? Like I said, 
A lot of these you could use in your practices as well. It's not just camps and clinics. You could absolutely use this in your in your practices um, because a lot of the things, a lot of the strategies are, are still valid and, and absolutely useful. In fact, they're, they're, they're pretty good to use in practice in terms of player development and things like that. You'll get a lot of value out of it. So yeah, so use them in practice. Uh, if you haven't yet and you're listening to this before August 6th and 7th, get your ticket to DVA Live. I, we've had a lot of tickets coming through. And I'm super excited to get a chance to you know work with you guys. But listen, if you're a coach and you want to learn how to build a championship program, what does what are the ingredients of a successful volleyball program? This is the workshop for you. This is the clinic for you. Two-day coaches clinic. Can't wait to get a chance to show you that in addition to hearing from our amazing guest speakers. All right, that's it for me. I'll see you guys next week on another episode of the Volleyball by Design Podcast. Take care. All right, cue the music. Look, are you at the stage you want to be in your volleyball journey? How would it feel to get clarity on your training? And instead of taking months to get better, you could improve in weeks, if not days. When I was a young coach and player, I felt this way all the time. The truth is, after I got some great advice on how to be efficient, my learning curve grew exponentially. Let me show you how to be more efficient and effective in this game. I invite you to check out CoachBTraining.com for more resources that you can use to take your game to the next level. I look forward to helping you reach your volleyball goals.